Hey, everybody, welcome to episode number 137 of the Deaf Free Dad podcast. Today, I am excited to welcome Katie Hatfield to the podcast. Now, Katie joined Roots in July of 2018, and in four years, check this out, on a single income, mind you, she has paid off $86,564. Now, today, Katie returns to the Deaf Free Dad podcast to give us an update on her journey and to give us an update on what she's been able to achieve over these last few years. Stay tuned. Welcome to the Debt-Free Dad Podcast, where we're helping normal, everyday people learn how to save money and kick debt so they can live a happier and stress-free life. Now here's your host, Debt-Free Dad, Brad Nelson. Hey, 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 how is everyone doing today? You can find me on Facebook, TikTok, YouTube, and Instagram. Just search Brad Nelson, uh, Defrey Dad. And of course, welcome to today's show. Remember to get all the resources, show notes, and links for today's show. You can head over to the podcast episode website, which is balancedsense.com forward slash 137. That's B-A-L-A-N-C-E-D-C-E-N-T-S dot com forward slash one three seven. So I'm very excited to welcome uh, our very special guest, uh, Katie, to the show. Now, Katie is a, a super proud auntie to almost four year old twins, a boy and a girl. Now, Katie has worked in all kinds of jobs in customer service, sales, and travel for the last 15 years, including moving to Florida in 2015 to work for the Walt Disney World Reservation Center in Tampa for three and a half years. Now, thankfully, she says, I could work from home for the last six plus years, and I love working in my pajamas. (laughs) My lifestyle was quarantined before it was cool, she says, which I love that. In late 2018, Katie took a job at American Express. She says, yes, the credit card company, the enemy, so to speak, right? She's joking, obviously, but honestly, it has been a job that I love combining all of my skills and without roots, I probably would have opened an account and be even more in debt, she adds as a, another little spin and joke, but instead, I'm gladly using the income to increase and to kick my debt even harder, which I love. Fun fact about me, Katie has fostered 19 dogs through various humane societies and rescue groups over the last 10 years. So, hey, Katie, welcome to the podcast, or I should say, uh, welcome back to the Deaf Free Dad podcast. It's, it's so glad to have you back. Pleasure to be here. Yeah. Good to see you, man. Good to see you. So, for those of you who don't know, and I think we mentioned this, and by the way, if you want to hear uh, Katie's first podcast, which I invite you to do, because I think uh, it's it's interesting to see the progression that people go through uh, as they get themselves out of debt. If you want to go check out Katie's other podcasts, you can go to balancesense.com forward slash, uh, 69. It's episode number 69. If you want to look at it in any podcast platform, just look for that episode number. And that was, uh, Katie's last podcast. And that was probably, man, Katie is probably like 18 months ago, probably a year, at least a year, a little over a year ago. It was cold. Well, I mean, that's eight months of the year in Wisconsin, (laughs) but it was right after I moved back to Wisconsin from Florida. Okay. Yeah. All right. And now I'm in the tank top, so it's summertime. Yes, it is. And it's really, really warm now. And you should be happy. I'm ecstatic. I actually have my windows open, but they're doing work outside. So I'm like, okay, no background noise. So I turn on the I never even have the AC on, even if it's 90 degrees. I love it. Are you for real? Oh my gosh. Also save money, Brad. <laughs> I love hey, I love I love that. You're better you're a better person than me. I've got the AC on all the time. Thank you. 
I get really good circulation in my apartment, so I can just put a box fan in the hallway and it like moves air throughout. So it doesn't feel like 90. Yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. So for those of you guys who don't know, uh, Katie and I kind of go way back. We, we were actually went to high school together. And um, we were 14. Let's not do the math on how yeah, I know, long isn't that ago. Crazy? <laughs> oh, man, just like time just flies. I keep telling my son that he he keeps saying, I can't I can't wait till I'm a little bit older. I'm stop saying that. And I know we all did that when we were younger. And it's like, I just want the time to slow down. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. Way we didn't have to pay bills. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So real quick, if you can, um, can you share a little bit? For those of you who haven't listened to your first episode, uh, what were some of the things that, you know, you struggled with the most? Obviously, you've been inside Roots now. This is your four-year anniversary, actually, almost to the, to the date almost now yeah. uh, as we're recording mm-hmm. this. And can you share a little bit with uh, the listeners about what were some of the things that you personally were struggling with over the years uh, that eventually kind of brought you to the point of, you know, saying, I, I need to do something about this? Yep, definitely. Um, so I... Got a credit card in college because that's what you do. You want the free T-shirt, you sign up, and it's like when you swipe a card, it doesn't really feel like you're spending money. And you're like, oh, yeah, I can pay this off. And then you keep adding more to it, and you're like, "Uh, okay, well, whatever. It's fine. I'll just pay the minimum, and it'll take care of itself. And then it just adds up and adds up and adds up. Um, I did have some direct sales businesses that really pushed having inventory. So I put those on a credit card and they said, you're going to make all the money back so you can pay it off. And I didn't. And then two of them went out of business and I've done a lot of those, but um, I also was in a relationship for a very long time with someone who made a lot more money than I did. And we had to go on trips and dress the part and have nice dinners and he did pay for some things, but there was still like, you have to go get your hair done and get your nails done. And all of those things added up. And I was just swiping my card because I didn't make that much money. So I couldn't really afford it. And it came to a point just over four years ago that I was making okay money, I guess at the time, but it was just, there was, more months than money left every month. And um, I had some medical bills. I had car repairs. I had to get a new car and they couldn't even fudge my numbers enough to get me a a loan accepted for financing. Um, So they had to like really, really fudge the numbers a lot. And I'm like, I can't even afford this payment. What am I going to do? And I had been talking to you and seeing what you had done on Facebook I was like, okay, I have to do something because I had paid off. We've talked about this on my own. I paid off $22,000 before I joined Roots, but then I was just backsliding right into debt with yeah. all the things that came up. And when I added it up, it really was a punch in the stomach when I saw that number yeah. on paper. Yeah. Can you share a little bit about the stress that you were dealing with? Was it, was it stress? Like when you thought about your finances and when you were dealing with that, because man, so many people, we, we all, I think there's a one person that I've ever met. That's like, I, I, I went into debt on purpose, right? <laughs> I just, I did this to myself on purpose. It's like, you wake up one day and you, and you see all this, like you talk about mm-hmm. that punch in the stomach, but even leading up to that, was there a lot of stress associated to it? Or, or did you just get really good at ignoring it or talk a little bit about that? I ignored it. I floated a lot of 
payments. So I played the game of I hope my paycheck lands in my bank account before the check clears to pay my bills. And I was the queen of overdraft fees. The six months before I joined Roots, I had over $500 in overdraft fees from my bank. My best friend happened to work at my bank and was like, do you know how much you have had to pay us for not having money basically in your account for just six months? I haven't even gone back farther in your account. And I'm like, Oh, that's $500. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. So, you, so your best friend worked at the bank. How did that conversation feel? <laughs> um, oh, because I think I had actually asked her, I'm like, can you put like $20 into my account until Friday? And I just need to cover that. And she was looking at my history and she's like, oh dear, like, what are you doing? So she was very honest with me. She still is to this day. <laughs> we're, we're the tough love kind of friends. Like, what are you doing? Stop it. You're being stupid. Um, so. Man, I give you credit for that. That conversation for a lot of people, it doesn't go very well. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I, I mean, that's just how we've all always been so i was okay with it and i mean she knew i was struggling she could see my bank account (laughs) so So ultimately and and you mentioned we and because we had been we had been communicating kind of back and forth messages Mm -hmm. and and eventually though you got to the point where you're like okay i'm gonna i'm gonna join was there was there a moment where it was just like it's because I, i feel like man there's so many people that just sit on the fence they know they need to do something they know that they need to make some changes, but it's amazing how many people will still sit on the fence and, and things just progressively just continue to can get worse. And, and you almost just reach that moment. Was there a moment for you where you like enough is enough? Was it the total that you looked at or what was that like? It was the car payment because I'm like, I haven't had a car payment in a while. And all of a sudden I'm going to have to pay almost $400 a month that I don't have that much to pay the rest of my bills right now. And so I just knew I had to do something differently and I couldn't afford roots. So I put it on a credit card and, uh, I didn't hear that. (laughs) I I knew that I had to start doing something different and I had to put the work in no matter what it took at that point, because I was not sure how I was going to pay rent and keep the lights on. Yeah. So, what have you in the last four years been able to do? Can you share your numbers? And then let's talk a little bit about like, what were some of the things that you did to get those numbers? So can you share roughly what you've been able to save and pay off? I have my debt-free dead planner. <laughs> there it is. I all of my bills and what needs to be paid off. And I have paid, I can't read backwards, $86,564 in debt paid off in four years, almost exactly four years, probably four years in like a week or something. That is incredible. So, I, every time, yeah. every time you share that, um, mm-hmm. I, I, I'm just like blown away. What, what do Me you too. feel when you, yeah. <laughs> what do you feel when you see that? Because that is, I like people, I don't know how like, I there's people it. who, there's people who come to yeah. me and they say, how does someone like Katie get those numbers? I'm like, honestly, it's freaking amazing. <laughs> like I, she just did the work and, and people say, well, that's it. I'm like, yeah, that's, mm-hmm. that's really it. Um, yeah. but how do you feel when you see that? Yeah. So this concept, I have always said the concept is simple. The work is not, it is difficult. I have fallen off the bandwagon. I have just completely annihilated my credit card balances and I've gone back to them a few times. I don't now. I, 
I have them set aside where I don't even like see them. And I'm one of those out of sight, out of mind kind of people. So if I don't see it, I don't think about it. Um, but yeah, when I started this program, I was not even making $35,000 a year. So the first year that I accomplished what I did, which was like, I can't even remember now. It was crazy, but I sold a bunch of stuff. I had another business aside from my job job um, that I just really hardcore pushed to do that for quite a while. Um, Yeah. Anywhere I could cut corners. I used to, it was a lot of behavioral mindset changes that you talk about in roots because I used to wander the aisles of target. So like I didn't have that much money, but I was, going to stores and just that was where I would wander around and spend money. So like, that's not a habit that helps you pay off debt. It put you more into debt. And now I don't go to target. Like I can probably count on one hand in the last year and a half. They thought that I must've died or lost my card (laughs) because they have sent me letters saying, uh, you haven't shopped here in a while. Uh, are you okay? And here's a new card just in case you lost your other one. And I mean, that's how much I used to go that they are worried about my well-being. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I was really bad at just going to the grocery store and just grabbing all the snacks and whatever I wanted. And now I meal plan. So every little bit counts and I have a list and I try not to go hungry at the grocery store. I end up with the whole aisle five, you know, that whole thing. So (laughs) I look at what's on sale in the grocery ads for the week. And I kind of plan around that. I do a lot of creative pantry dinners where it's Things I actually still have on hand that I don't have to run out to the store and get more items for them. So it's just all of these little things that have add up and your 24 hour rule to wait before making any kind of impulse purchase. I used to be the queen of impulse purchasing. Yeah. I had money. It would burn a hole in my pocket. I had to spend it like immediately. Yeah. Now I don't, uh, I don't save my payment, my card information online. So if I have to actually buy something online, I have to get up and go get my card. And 90% of the time, that's just too much work to get off the couch and go get it. So I'm just like, ah, screw it. I don't need it. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) And that 24 hour rule. And, and I actually, I just saw you post on this. Someone, someone in roots. And this is one of the cool parts about the program is that someone was posting and they said, you know, I'm struggling with Mm -hmm. impulsive spending habits and you know, I'm an emotional spender and, and you were one of the ones that commented mm-hmm. to, you know, say that, that used to be me too. And and you had mentioned yep. the 24 hour rule. So for those of you who are listening, like, what is the 24 hour rule? Simply, you know, just wait 24 hours. If there's something that you want, um, just give it 24 hours. If it's not your budget or if it's not your plan, just wait. Uh, it's Half the time cr- I forgot. Most of the time I forgot I even wanted yeah. it or right. the next hour I squirrel. I have the attention span of a flea sometimes. So I'm like, I don't even remember what I wanted yesterday. Yeah. So, but the rule is so it's, it's so simple, but it's so powerful at the same time, because I, I would, I just uh, saw the statistic. In fact, on a meetup, we just shared this up to 80% of purchases are made on impulse up to 80% mm-hmm. in, in grocery stores. It's 50% or plus of purchases in a grocery store are made on impulse. Yep. So if you're willing to just implement this rule, you're not telling yourself no, because a lot of people hate that. I don't want to tell myself no. They feel like that's restrictive or limiting. So don't tell yourself no, just tell yourself to wait. And if that same feeling of I need to have that is there the next day, well, maybe you figure out how to wait to to buy it. But 
If not, which like Katie said, you're more than likely not going to think about it at all. It saves you a lot of money. Love that you brought that up. Um, so- it's a very fantastic rule. And also, um, I have a list. I put a little list in my phone that if I really want something, I put it in there and then I start to budget for it or watch for it to go on sale or something like that, just so I'm not like totally giving up on the idea. But if I go back to the list and I'm like, and eh, do I really need this? Like I make those decisions now. It used to be like, I have to have it. And yeah. the want is need is a really, really big mindset change that I used to have. Can you share a little bit about that progression? Because obviously, you know, you're talking about some pretty significant changes for a lot of people. And uh, even mm-hmm. for yourself in your own situation of being able to say no and wait and have a budget and be able to not go out to eat as much and meal plan. And, but obviously that doesn't all happen overnight. So can, can you mm-hmm. share a little bit? Cause you've been doing this four years, like estimated time. Like how long do you think it actually took you to really get comfortable and to really buy into the stuff that you were doing in order to get yourself out of debt? Because it is a, it is a journey. Yeah. Uh, so budget is not a bad word. I know you teach that, but it's just telling your money where to go. Yeah. It doesn't mean you don't have money. It just says, okay, instead of spending it here, I really need to be spending it here for the priority of things. One of the things that you told me early on was I was debating like, okay, I have to pay off my credit card bill, but my rent is due or my electric bill is due. I can't remember which one. It was an important bill that was necessary. And your protect this house was like, pay the necessity, not your credit card bill. And I was like, oh, I can do that. And it just, that had never dawned on me before that that was an option. And now that I know that credit scores are just a number that tells you how good you are at debt. And if you don't need to finance anything, if you don't need to have that obsession with having a good credit score, if you have cash and savings, you don't need to have credit to finance something. (laughs) So it's kind of like, why don't I just save the money I need to have in case something comes up instead of using it on a credit card or worrying about what my rate is going to be. If if you don't need to get a loan, you don't need to worry about it. Yeah. It's interesting how much, uh, how much effort and energy people put into the credit score and actually a credit score, if if you, even if you find one that's important to you and you, and you want to have one, it's like, it's once you have good financial habits and you've got a plan, a credit score is so easy to maintain. <laughs> it, it really, it's probably one of the easiest parts of the whole thing. Cause it's like, it, it's just a natural reflection of habits and choices, mm-hmm. keeping your debt levels to a minimum or paying them off every month. Like it, if once you get the habits down, yeah. It becomes so much easier. And the credit score is and just like a secondary benefit if if it's important to you. It is because in four years, mine has gone up 140 points. Yeah. There so, you have it. Look at yeah. that. Getting yeah. out of debt and the credit score goes up. Imagine that, right? <laughs> and I don't have to worry about the actual credit cards because of right. it. So, so, yeah. so not only have you reduced your debt by $85,000 plus, but right. you're seeing your credit score go up and it, it's, it's the best of both worlds. It, it's, I see it all the time. It's uh, that's unbelievable. So mm-hmm. you shared a lot about some of the things that you've, you've done. Now you did this as a single person and mm-hmm. I hear often, um, because again, I'm, I'm married, have dual income household. And so mm-hmm. when people 
object to the, some of the stuff that we're talking about. They say, well, Brad, yeah, it's easy for you to talk about this. You have, you have two incomes coming to your house. I'm, I'm a single person and it's impossible for me to get those kinds of results. Now, here you are. You just said when you started, you were making about $35,000 a year. So yep. can you share this journey as a single person? Cause this is, I, I didn't do it as a single person. Um, but you have, so you're more of an expert at this than I am. What were the challenges and things that you face as a single person? And how did you overcome those and, and get to where you are? Yeah. As a single person, you don't have a partner that you can discuss what's going on. You don't have that extra income from someone else that can help you out. And you don't really have anyone to talk to period because money is that taboo subject. You don't sit around talking about your debt with your friends or your family or anybody else. So roots is huge because there's a community of like-minded people who are in the same boat or on the same journey as you and sharing tips and recommendations of what they've done and you know what's worked for them it's like oh there's like a lot of really great information and things that people have shared in roots that i'm like i don't feel alone and that's a huge huge part of it um also it's allowed me because i don't have as much debt as i did and i'm on this journey it has given me kind of a kick in the pants to take a better job and apply for better roles at my new job and I've made significantly more money than I did when I started this because yeah. it's given me the confidence to be like, okay, if I am applying the rules and I'm making more money, I'm just paying off my debt faster and getting to that debt freedom spot. And I have goals, actual like life goals. I want to be a snowbird and not have to live in Wisconsin in the winter and be able to go to Florida anytime I want to, because I miss the beach and palm trees and sunshine. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, I have actual, I before, if you asked me, well, where do you see yourself in five years? I'd be like, Oh, like I have no idea. My job was not fulfilling. It wasn't anything I enjoyed. It was just got to bring home a paycheck. And now I love my work. I get paid well to do it. And I wouldn't have taken those steps. I think if I hadn't been uh, pursuing yeah. debt freedom. So what do you think? Cause I, I find this fascinating and, and, and you aren't the only one. I mean, I mean, heck you mm -hmm. look at our story and our journey. I mean, both me and my wife yeah. were working regular jobs and got out of debt. And here we are, we both run our own businesses. It's completely mm -hmm. changed our life. And I see it in our lives. I've seen it in, I've seen it in your life. I see, I see it in so many of other roots members lives where it has this ripple effect. They start working on their finances, they get out of debt. And all of a sudden it's like things mm -hmm. just start getting better everywhere. Their marriages improve, their relationships improve, their careers improve. Just, just like you had mentioned, mm -hmm. what, yeah. what do you think, what do you think caused that change in you where you're like, Holy crap. Like, I can do so much more. I feel like you, you take control of a situation that you feel like maybe you didn't have control over in the past. And then you see where you can do that in other aspects of your life. Cause yeah. I was stressed out all the time. Every single decision I made was based on, do I have the money to do this? Right. And now I do have the money to do this if I plan on it and I have budgeted fun and tacos and going out sometimes with my friends where <laughs> before I was like, I can't, I can't, or I'm going to have to put it on a credit card and then I'm just going backwards instead of forwards. Yeah. Well, I think, mm -hmm. you know, you had mentioned confidence too. I think money is just such a challenging topic for so many people, mm -hmm. uh, including 
all, I mean, it's all of us, all of us have been challenged with, I think. And when you're able to overcome a lot of those challenges, it's like a huge confidence boost. It's like, holy crap, if I can do this, like what else can I do? Right. Mm-hmm. Um, now you mentioned tacos, right? <laughs> I notice how I started thinking about food now. <laughs> a lot oh, of people, I, I, in fact, I just got this email right before uh, we jumped on here. We're doing workshop week, actually the week that we're, we're doing this uh, conversation here. And the email came through and, and the first thing that they said is, you know, how am I supposed to get out of debt if I've already cut everything out of my life? Right. Mm-hmm. You mentioned tacos, you budget for tacos, you budget for that stuff. Like someone might think of this and say like, well, did you have any fun the last four years? Did you do anything exciting? Like, can you talk a little bit about that? Cause there is this misconception that you have to cut everything out of your life in order to have success and share your experience with that. Um, so this year actually, well, Technically, it started last year, but I have gone on my first two totally paid in cash, budgeted for, didn't have to like pay a credit card bill after the fact, vacations, like two week long vacations to Florida, the airfare, the car rental, everything with the hotels, everything was paid for in advance. So I didn't have to worry about the money on the trip. I didn't have to worry about paying it off later. It was already like, Oh, I've already budgeted for it. So it's taken care of. And I don't have to worry about it. I'm like that I'm 42 years old. And this is the first time that's ever happened for me. So that's amazing. Yeah. That's incredible. And I think, you know, again, for the people that are out there thinking like you've got to cut everything out, it's just it's just not what we see. Now, could you do it that way? Sure. But it's like that diet you go on, you restrict everything, and then you just self-sabotage later because you wear yourself out, right? Uh, we, in fact, encourage you to do stuff and, and put some fun things into your budget. If you don't, it'll just get exhausting and you're just not going to want to do it. Mindset has been huge. I, w- I want to read this real quick because you had shared this several months ago. Um and I just want to read this and I want to, I want to just get your feedback on where this kind of came from. You said, I've really taken an introspective look at how much my habits over the last three and a half years in roots. Now that at this point, so this is about six months ago, three and a half year in three and a half years in roots have changed and how my life is so much different from what it is. As of today, I've paid off over at this time, $78,562 in debt and saved countless thousands of dollars. I make better food choices, meal plans. So I'm prepared to make healthy meals at home. I'm not spending tons of money on snacks. I'm not throwing, I'm throwing away a lot less food. My physical and mental health have vastly improved because I'm just less stressed overall. I have never taken a trip that wasn't charged uh, to a credit card. Like you just said, I already have done two of those trips. You now mention you can donate to charities. You buy gifts for your niece and nephew when you want to, not when you can, but when you want to. I can pay my medical bills by writing a check out of the account that has money in it. Um, I'm no longer floating checks or paying that my direct po- praying that my direct deposit hits early just to cover my butt. It's just, and I love this part at the end, it's just such a better overall life in general. Um, Mm -hmm. man, like (laughs) I just, is, is this not like some of the best work that you've ever done? Like, I mean, have you done anything else in your life that's made such a bigger impact on you? No. And it was one decision to join roots. Literally like my whole entire course of my life has changed drastically. It allowed me to move back home to help my family out. My sister has almost four-year-old twins, a boy and a girl, and they're my only niece and nephew. And they were born right before COVID hit. So it was kind of like the same week as Avery, your daughter. So it was like, they were all trapped in this little apartment together, the four of them. And it was like, 
I was 1300 miles away in Florida. And because my new job was so flexible, I could move back again and still keep my job and be around for my family. And it's just, I'm, I'm always cold, but it is 100 million percent worth it. Um, yeah. And it's just, my stress level is so much lower than it used to be because every single aspect of my life was based around money. Even if it doesn't seem like it, choices, choices are huge. And I focus more on experiences than stuff, especially when you move across the country twice in five, six years, um, you accumulate so much junk. And it's like, where did this all come from? (laughs) So it's, I'm trying to be more of a minimalist. I used to be a little bit of a pack rat and I don't need to have stuff to make my life happy. It's those experiences, those memories, those kind of things that are so much more like you can't put a price tag yeah. on those kind of experiences. So more, maybe more of a little bit of a personal question. Cause you, you are dating, mm-hmm. right? You are, you, mm-hmm. you yeah. date people. And how does this, how do you prioritize this conversation about money when you're starting to date someone, getting to know somebody? Cause you know, we, in roots, you know, I mean, one of the number one things we hear in the program is just getting the spouses to be on the same page. I mean, it's so number one cause of divorce is money fights and money arguments. It is, it is a big deal, right? So having gone through this journey, now you have this kind of, let's just say weird financial mindset compared to most other people. Right. And, and mm-hmm. I'm with you in that. What, how does that come up? Is it, um, is it really I important know, early on? Cause we have people ask like, when's it, when's a good time to talk about it? I, if it doesn't come up on the first date, it does in the first week for me, it's that important in my yeah. life that I need to know this is where I'm at. Yes, I do have debt, but this is how much I have paid off in the last however many years now. And cause I've been online dating for the whole time. And uh, my, I always joke, my relationship with Brad is probably the longest relationship I've had. (laughs) (laughs) It's like steady. And I think about Brad every single day when I open up my little, um, (laughs) to check my bank account. So, but I thank you, Sarah, for sharing him with the rest of us. Um, But yeah, I talk about it right away. I, dated a guy and we had gone out and after a week he had gone off and bought two thousand dollars worth of stuff and i'm like so if we were you know further down the road would you have consulted me before you made that kind of purchase he's like no it's my money and i'm like okay then we didn't last a whole lot much longer than that so i love that though i love that you're doing it Mm -hmm. i love that you're standing up and being confident about it though because i see so many people be passive about it they ignore it thinking like Mm -hmm. oh that's not going to be that big of a deal and it ends yeah. up being just a mess. It really, really does. And, and yeah. And now I'm, I can date for someone that I like, not because I need their money. I'm not having yeah. any babies. So I'm like, I have a lot of control over what I'm looking for too. And yeah. not necessarily that. what I need to have. I want to have someone that I want and they want me just for myself, yeah. you know? Not I love that. I'm so proud of you. Yeah. I'm so proud of you though. I mean, being independent, you're single, taking control of your finances, you're 100% control of your future now. And, you know, money is no longer dictating that. It's just an awesome accomplishment. I'm just, uh, I, I always love seeing your posts and, you know, you're often sharing roots and what it's done for you. I just, I just think it's so cool. Uh, it's such an inspiring story. And for anyone that was is struggling, I mean, just, Katie's just a perfect example of that. So share a little bit. So you, you, um, have talked about your career, how you've made more money. You've made that a priority, uh, making, you know, more money now than you were when you started, 
happy with your job, but you also have taken this a step further now and you also have a side hustle and another business that you run. Can you talk a little bit about that and how that's kind of played a role in this and, and finances? Especially for the last year or so, I joined a company called Epicure, which is a Canadian-based food company and cookware company. And I don't cook. I am the one who burns water or I've burned mashed potatoes so many times it's not even funny anymore. And the smoke alarms are tested regularly in my kitchen. (laughs) Um, This was like the last thing that anyone would have ever thought I would join. But it's 100% gluten-free and I do have to be gluten-free for um, health reasons, not because of a fad or anything like that. Um, And it's 100% gluten-free. But it comes in, can I just, I happen to be sitting at my kitchen table where I happen to have a packet, but you dump the spices in with whatever meat or veggies or pasta, and it takes less than 20 minutes to make dinner. And it's so much healthier and easier. And it maybe needs like two or three ingredients that you probably already have in your pantry or in your fridge that it's changed my life even more in the last year and it's groceries. So I'm also getting a discount or free stuff to eat, uh, which makes a huge, huge difference. But like I'm cooking real meals with meat and vegetables instead of chicken nuggets and tater tots every night was like my go-to. Yeah. And you also note that it's all natural ingredients or like no chemicals or preservatives or anything. They, my cholesterol has always been borderline like two hundreds. And in the last year, since I've done this, it's dropped to the one sixties, which wow. I've, I've tried anything and everything else. And I just thought, Oh, it's genetic. Cause my dad has it too. So that's just how it is. And yeah. the last time I got my blood work done, I was like, wait, what? That's not a number that I'm used to in that particular field on the form. So yeah, that's, I mean, and not having all the stress in my life probably also has a huge impact on that too. Yeah. Big time. So as a, um, you mentioned meal planning, cause that's one thing we hear mm-hmm. a lot too, is that a lot of single people struggle with meal planning. Cause you know, a lot yeah. of the recipes and everything that's out there, it's all just geared towards more towards families and they make a meal and all of a sudden it's like, well, what am I going to do with all this food? Right. Um, how have you, has that changed your cooking? I mean, obviously um, doing that business, has uh, that yeah. helped or like, is there any, any tips sure. that you can give to anybody out there that's really helped you with that? Well, I don't eat the processed foods. I do eat actual real meat and vegetables and fruits and things like that, which honestly should be less expensive. It isn't always. Um, right. And especially now <laughs> it's yeah. way more expensive than it used to be. Um, but I buy like the family packs of meat when they're on sale or if I go to Sam's club or something, and then I just divide it out and freeze it in single or double portions. So when I make it, it's just enough for me or me and the leftovers, or if I have somebody over that, you know, I'm making it for several people. Um, and then I meal plan. So I know what I'm going to use that week. So I get produce and I actually use it. I'm not throwing it away because it, my little bottom drawer of my refrigerator has is still vegetable hospice. Like it just goes there to die. And (laughs) I remember it weeks later. Um, and it's like, Oh yeah, I remember I was going to use that, but now I just put it because you know, out of sight, out of mind. But if I put it in the actual refrigerator shelves, um, I can see it and be like, Oh yeah, I was going to make this and you use it up and you don't waste it. Yeah. Can you share Cause you, you brought up the point that, you know, prices are going up right now as we're doing this, mm-hmm. uh, interview, you know, inflation is as high as it's been in 40, 40 plus years. Um, has that been alive? <laughs> well, yeah, right. As long as we've been alive, how, I mean, obviously it affects everybody, but 
based on what you've been able to do, have you noticed, I mean, obviously you notice prices going up, but has it created a lot of more stress for you or, or are you just kind of taking it in and, and just adjusting and moving forward and still making progress? I can just adjust because yeah. I, I do see it going up every time I go to the grocery store, the tab is a little bit higher, but I'm not stressed about it because I do have a little bit extra or I do have the emergency fund or whatever. I'm not like, I have to count every single penny. I used to, I would go back to pick up pennies off the the ground if I was seeing them because I'm like, I I might need this later because it was that tight. And now it's like, I will pass by it unless it's silver. So. (laughs) (laughs) Love that. Oh, I love that. So how much longer do you have left roughly? Do you think before you reach your goal? Um, On my uh, current path, I would say within two to three years, just because I had maybe started a little crazy, crazy over the top. Like I got to pay this and this and this and this. And I wasn't always allowing for fun. So I have relaxed now. It's like, okay, I can allow myself to take a trip and actually budget money and use that money and not feel like, oh, I should have paid off a credit card with it. Like I do that now more than I did when like the first year or so I was, I probably paid off $20,000 the first year just because I was like, let's just do this. Let's just work on it. And I'm (laughs) like, okay, I have to have a life and I have to have fun. So yeah, I do still have short term sacrifices for long-term gains. So my debt is a little stretched out at the moment to probably two or three years when I was hoping um, next year would be right. the end of this. But I I see a light at the end of the tunnel, which was never there before. It used to be a train and yeah. now it's, you know, a, a wide open horizon. Yeah. It gets addicting, doesn't it? Like you pay that debt um, off, especially when you first get started. We hear that all the time. It's like, I'm almost addicted to, to paying it, it off now. It's, it's so much fun. Session. As soon as I see the little notification on my phone that my bank the the deposit has gone in for my paycheck. I'm like, oh, let's talk, let's go pay bills. Yeah. Like I was literally, literally at a Brewers game the other day. I'm like, oh, I got paid, and then I'm like sitting there, like pulling up all the apps to pay off my bills. And then like, <laughs> what an amazing change! It done and it's paid off, and then there's no late fees, and yeah. yeah. So, last question for you. You've come so far in just four years. And and again, I think what keeps a lot of people stuck is, well, there's a lot of things that keep people stuck. Excuses, fear, um, you know, fear of failure, wh- whatever it might be. What, mm-hmm. what advice would you give to the Katie four plus years ago, knowing what you know now, knowing the journey you've gone on, what, what would you say to them now to hopefully encourage them to get started? Um, hopefully learning before your thirties and forties that what other people think of you really does not matter at all. That is probably the biggest thing because I was always afraid how it would look to someone else. Like, Oh, she's so far in debt. Like that's embarrassing. Like she has a good job and all of this. And now it's kind of like, I blasted all over Facebook when I'm like, Oh, Brad's got a workshop coming up. Remember how I've talked about like how I'm paying off all this debt. This is how I did it. So if anybody else needs it, please like reach out or join Brad's workshop because you've changed my life and all for the better. And I thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you again. And I know I did the work, but you helped get me on the right path. Yeah. Well, I appreciate that. And, and you're right. You did do the work. And, and even when we show people, I mean, heck on this podcast, people, people can figure out like, Hey, we're, we're giving you everything you need. You just got to do it. And I think, 
that's the difference right now. It's not a lack of information today. It's just a lack of taking action and doing it. And you've decided to do that. And again, you're proof that by doing that, you can, you can change your situation, change your entire life. And, uh, so awesome to always have you on. Thank you so much for taking some time with us and and sharing this. It's, uh, again, every time I see your posts, it's just so inspiring to see how far you've come. And, And not only that, but now you're inspiring other people, which is, which is so cool. So thank you so much. Absolutely. My pleasure. And I'm happy to talk to anyone. I'm a real person. I have gone through all the struggles and I'm happy to answer questions or be like, how did you do that? And we, we share in roots. That's a big part of it. The community, that camaraderie, the accountability, just like I've made friends from all over the country and all over North America that I've never even met in person, but we like checking with each other just because we did have that bond in roots. Yeah. So awesome. Thanks so much, Katie. Thanks. Have a great day. Yep. Hey, if you love planners, this is for you. But do you know why planners frustrate me though? Because they only get it half right. Now, sure, they're really fancy at helping you manage your time, which is really important. But where they get it wrong is money. Most planners don't include any financial planning. Things like keeping track of paydays, bills and due dates, spending, yearly expenses, budgets, cash flow planning, debt elimination plans, goal planning. And that's a real pain. Then you've got to go and create your own. And who's got time for all of that? So instead, what happens? Nothing. We ignore our finances even more and things only get worse. Well, that all ends right now today. I am so excited to announce the release of our brand new, totally awesome debt freedom planner. Now, before you say, Brad, I've already got a planner. Well, this is not your ordinary day planner. This debt freedom planner is a companion tool that works with your day planner to help you save more money, pay off more debt, and melt away financial stress. This is literally the tool that we've all been waiting for that works with your planner to help you take control of your money. So head on over to therealdebtfreedad.com. Click on the Debt Freedom Planner in the menu to get all the details to order your very own Debt Freedom Planner today. Hey, hey, what's inside? I thought this was a party. You guys know what that sound means. It's time for the uh, celebrations of the show. And again, just a huge shout out to Katie for joining us once again on the Deaf Free Dad podcast. It's always a pleasure to have her on and, and what she's been able to overcome and and the fact that she's remained consistent with this for the last four years now and to be able to pay off $85,000 plus now on a single income. Uh, it's impressive. And she's come a long way and uh, she deserves every bit of success that she has earned and uh, it is just so exciting. So thank you so much, Katie, for being here. I want to kick it off with Trisha Jordan. She says, I unsubscribed to all sale emails and deleted all shopping apps off of my phone. Trisha, this is an awesome way to cut back on distractions. If you're really trying to stick to your plan and there are some things that are always tempting you, uh, cutting back on some of these distractions is such a great way uh, to limit your temptation for impulsive and wasteful spending, Trisha. Awesome win. Great job. Jill Brown, thanks to overtime, I have increased my income by 25% so far just this year, not to mention the gas savings by working at home. Jill, fantastic win. Talk about sacrifice a lot. Short-term sacrifice for long-term gains, and that's going to pay off big in your debt payoff plan. Jill, congratulations to you. Kelly Tyson, have to pay $316 up front for my hubby's surgery, But here's the thing. We have the cash and we have enough in our emergency fund now to cover it. Kelly, fantastic win. The importance of having 
the emergency fund there. Great win, Kelly. Congratulations to you guys. Brenda Philhauer, I am doing great at budgeting. The other two programs that I tried were just complicated and confusing, but thanks to you for showing me just how easy budgeting can be, and I'm sticking with it. I am actually not getting late notices or late fees right now. That is awesome, Brenda. Congratulations to you. And uh, budgeting, you know, there are processes that are a little easier than others. I'm glad that you're finding that this is easy, but again, for all of you who are out there, uh, budgeting is a learned habit. It just takes time, takes practice, takes consistency, and the more you do it, uh, the better you get. Brenda, I'm so excited that you're getting some of those wins. Mary Southard, planning our cash vacation, not going far, and going to also do some school shopping while we are away. Two birds with one stone. Mary, congratulations. Enjoy that cash vacation. So excited for you. And congratulations to all of you guys who are getting some great wins at getting yourselves to less financial stress and less financial worry and less debt. Uh, you guys are doing a fantastic job. And hey, if you're just getting started with our podcast or maybe you've been listening for some time and you're interested in how you can get started on the road to financial freedom without having to go through our well over 130 plus episodes to figure this out, just head over to the website, balancesense.com or therealdebtfreedad.com and sign up for my free Life Without Payments workshop. In this workshop, I'm gonna walk you through and show you the first steps that have helped tens of thousands of people just like you and I kick financial stress and worry for good. Hey, and thanks for hanging out with us here today. We love your guys' feedback, and it also helps us grow our podcast, so please leave us an honest review. We read every single one of those, and as you guys know, the Debt Free Dad podcast is here to help you live a happier and stress-free financial life. So if you know someone in your life that could benefit from our show, hey, please give us a share. We appreciate you, and we will see you guys on an upcoming episode. Take care. Thanks for listening to the Debt-Free Dad Podcast. For more free resources to kick debt and financial stress, head over to therealdebtfreedad.com.